0: Welcome to the Block Exploring Podcast, your first step into the world of crypto and blockchain. The Block Exploring Podcast is your one-stop place to find quick, clear and unbiased information on everything in the crypto space. Our goal is to help you grow familiar with the crypto space by growing along with us as we go on our crypto journeys. Follow at Block Exploring on Twitter for our newest uploads and our publishing schedule. We, here at Block Exploring, are crypto enthusiasts, working hard towards becoming experts. Today's podcast is presented by co-hosts Tommy and Elias. Find us on Twitter under at Square and at Otoko Crypto. Right now you can find us on Spotify and YouTube. Before we start the episode, we would like to inform you that we are not financial advisors, therefore nothing said in this podcast should be considered financial advice always contact your financial advisor before making any investment. With that said, sit back and enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to the Block Exploring Podcast. It's actually our second re-recording of a new show we uh, call Spotbite, where we highlight projects in the crypto space we find innovative and interesting. So I'm here with uh, Felicity and Rob from Sydney. Uh, welcome guys, I hope you're doing well. It's, uh, it's evening for you, right, isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, it get very cold in um, Australia, as, as, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's,
0: that's Fair enough. Yeah, Felicity and Rob started Moy nfo It's a fashion label that combines NFTs and digital design. thus creating something they call NFOs, non-fungible objects. Uh, with that said, I'm interested in hearing all about how, uh, you know, what Moy nfo does and how it came to be. So, uh, yeah. Tell me yeah. about it.
1: How it all came about. Well, I guess it came out over a conversation because um, we both have interests in this space in sort of different areas and we were sort of seeing how we could piece it together and create something that was new, innovative and kind of yet yeah, push the boundaries as to what design was and also what was considered to be like NFT essentially um, and yeah we put it together about a month and a bit ago now and it's just been growing and growing and we're sort of looking all over the place different technologies and just really exploring how we can piece together all these different parts of the puzzle. So Rob also had a different sort of angle on it as well, I guess. Um, yeah.
2: Well, it sort of started. Uh, you did a uh, fashion uh, assignment mm. um, a few. Oh, I was last year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah, and it it sort of incorporated a lot of the the stuff uh, that we do now, uh, but in a much more sort of basic yeah. form, I guess. Um, but yeah, once, um, I don't know, the NFT boom sort of happened this year and then I remember that you showed me your um, assignment and I sort of put two and two together and yeah. thought, why don't we try don't and combine it? Why don't we give it a go? Yeah. It's just
1: got bigger and bigger as time's gone on as there's been more avenues have opened up for us as well and more and more people that we've been chatting to and sort of, you know, doors opening and different info coming to the fore, which has been really interesting as well for us.
0: Nice. It's interesting that you mentioned about the doors opening. Uh, when I looked at your website, uh, you guys wrote a part about uh, fashion and like gatekeeping and uh, mm-hmm. how your way of approaching uh, fashion and NFTs kind of works around that. Could you explain maybe a yeah. bit about how you guys you know do that?
2: Well, it sort of it sort of came about as at least on my side the the crypto side, I guess. Yeah. Um, everything is. Like anyone can get to it. I want it to be extremely accessible to anyone because, yeah. you know, traditionally, um, a lot of people are probably scared of sort of cryptocurrency things. They, I don't know, I guess they think it's going to go to zero or <laughs> something really bad's going is to happen.
1: Yeah.
2: so <laughs> I wanted to try and make our sort of website design mm. uh, as simple and as traditional as possible. Mm. Uh, so, like, if you go to our online store, like, it looks just like any other online store. Uh, It's just you have to have a digital wallet to get to it.
1: Yeah, and I guess talking about gatekeeping in fashion, um, it is one of the industries which is almost the opposite to what crypto tries to be. It's very very closed, it's very much, you have to know someone to get in. And I guess combining the two worlds together, we've tried to create a product that is really, you you can enter it if, you know, because you can and there's no sort of boundaries to it and there's no boundaries to engaging with the technologies that we've been exploring. Um, and I guess it's also looking at making it more approachable and more fun and sort of looking at it in a, in a way which is very tangible for, you know, everyone, like, you know, everyone buys clothes, wears clothes, has interacted with the garments before. So for us, you know, it was about removing the gatekeeping on multiple levels just to make something that was accessible and really just wanted to express creativity um, and new technologies sort of across the board, yeah.
0: That's super interesting.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's super interesting, especially like you can really tell the sort of values that you guys bring to your brand as well and what more NFO might represent. And in crypto, it's it's very, it's very quick, right? Things are happening every day. It's like very quick um, cycles. And it's often hard for projects to have a very long term vision. And we're sort of just curious about what you think your uh, long term vision is.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think long term we want to sort of be you know a streetwear brand that's in the mainstream I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of like I said before goes with the uh, our website design looks just like you know any other streetwear um, website. Um, it's uh, transactions are almost exactly the same it's just use mm-hmm. the digital wallet instead. Um,
1: yeah yeah i guess long term as well um we're seeing a lot of digital fashion become quite mainstream as well a lot of covers you know a lot of fashion shows also i know london fashion Week got their first digital show um so that's also becoming more mainstream so i guess in that respect it will become more in there but then having the nft side of it that will also i think be definitely here to stay so in both worlds it is sort of you know becoming more and more mainstream and i guess the technology and the processes we're using we also want to be scalable so we can grow as well um so yeah i think you know rob has some really good ideas that we're building on you know also with the design so long term it's definitely just an evolving you know sort of snowball of ideas and technology and just exploration yeah like
2: you said on the digital fashion week um so we've been Sort of looking around at um, sort of other sort of businesses like, um, you know, I don't want to name any names but <laughs> there's some larger businesses that sort of have all these rumors of, you know, breaking into the digital fashion space with NFTs, NFTs. Yeah, um, But none have really sort of come out yet, so we wanted to bring <laughs> something to market before them
1: Get in there nah. first, yeah
2: long term <laughs> I think we'll be seeing a lot more of that Yeah,
1: definitely. yeah.
3: Makes sense. Nice. And, like, from a production standpoint, like, what are you guys thinking about that? Because a big thing is fashion, is, you know, fast fashion and environmental effects of fashion. So, what are you guys doing on the production side of things? And are you guys uh, made in Australia?
1: Mm. Well, simply, that was important to us. We wanted local suppliers because um, Australia is quite far away from a lot of other places in the world. So mm-hmm. for us, as a both a small label and having those values, um, we just produce everything in Melbourne. We design everything in house. I design all the graphics, all the prints, and basically we design it on three D software until it's spot on. And then we send it to our digital printer down in Melbourne. So really closed, very small, very tight production cycles. So very different from the fast fashion where you're just churning out designs. You don't know if they work. You know you haven't done your fittings. You we very much use technology um, to aid that process and make it more environmental and sustainable in the long term both cost wise and environmental wise
2: yeah and like like you're saying um, I think we we have lower quantity products and like we don't have any waste uh, with the you know um, prototyping I guess you would call it and like testing so yeah
1: yeah and the nft side of it as well we've tried to be sort of more conscious of that because there's been a lot of talk and I think when we were talking to people outside the space as well um, that's almost the first perception they have is like oh but what about you know all the environment effects of that side of things so we've tried to look into I know you know a lot more about this Rob but um, like different
2: Yeah you know. different sort of blockchains that we can use um, right now we're just using uh, Ethereum uh, that's just the easiest one to use at the moment but you know with uh, Ethereum 2.0 coming out That'll bring down this sort of energy consumption quite a lot. So we're definitely looking forward to
3: that. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully that comes sooner, sooner than later. I think it's very anticipated, especially for people in the NFT space, uh, because when gas prices are really high, it's also very, very expensive to mint NFTs. And I I presume that's a, a big benefit that you guys might might be looking for as well.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Nice. So uh, I have a question for you guys. Before you started this, uh, were you guys uh, both already into crypto or NFTs or what really drew you into the space?
2: Well, I've been into crypto for a, a little while, uh, but you were very new to it. You sort of had no idea. I you very were...
1: much like this as uh, the aesthetic and the creativity of it all. Uh-huh. Um, and then you brought me into more like the tech and like, more like technical side all the sort of like in ins and outs of it and I became quite interested but you know a whole lot more than me so I've been guided by your knowledge and process and then looking at the aesthetic side and how it, that has developed in the NFT space with a very it's like signature look and appeal and yeah you i guess
2: um, well i thought what was really interesting you found out about nfts before you sort of knew anything about crypto which was yeah, quite interesting which is yeah. the opposite
1: way around almost a lot of people like you
3: mm-hmm. yeah yeah but i think nice. this year that's the case for most people right they hear about nfts first and they get into it i mean it was on snl and everyone was talking about nfts and that sort of was their uh, their gateway into crypto this uh this fantastic yeah. little world of crypto <laughs> yeah you know. no,
1: exactly i very much enjoyed going down the rabbit hole that is crypto. um a lot to learn i feel very much like a newbie but um no it's such a fantastic space and i'm so glad that NFTs have brought a lot of people in because it's become a whole lot more like creative and ideas bouncing around and a lot of people learning from other people which is really great for especially like podcasts like you guys you know Really, just getting the information out there and just yeah, really, really good, yeah, some sharing space. I think. Mm -hmm. In particular,
3: I feel like the NFT space is very supportive.
1: Mm. Oh, definitely. Yeah,
2: it's also good that like uh, a lot of digital artists are actually making income now, which before definitely wasn't the case.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. But what's the creative process behind uh, creating a Moi NFO piece?
1: So we look at it from two angles so we obviously our NFOs exist in a physical state and digital state so in the digital state we look we start designing that first so we design the aesthetic I you know I'm constantly looking at how that NFT aesthetic is developing so for example our first drop focused much more on that sort of like early sort of pastel very much Sort of crypto-y sort of style that you know it's developing and changing we're constantly looking at how the styles and the ways of communicating through that art space are changing so we look at that we develop our garments with you know references and styles and motifs and do all the prints because we are a print-based sort of label um and yeah then we work towards the physical garment how is it draping on the body what are the sizes you know all that kind of very much fashion (laughs) degree stuff so won't bore you too long but yeah essentially it goes from digital to physical and that's our trajectory and then you know you're looking more like the tech side how do we make our site the best the most functional how do we integrate marketplaces all those kind of ideas are then integrated as that's bubbling along that production line.
2: Yeah, so I, I essentially sort of look at the stuff that you're designing for the physical pieces and sort of base, you know, the website and stuff off that.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, fair. And I was wondering, since you guys, you guys are, uh, you know, a startup, a smaller company, um, you guys have a really hands-on kind of, uh, you know, perception of how you guys will create your end design and then publish your, your NFOs. Mm-hmm um with larger corporations uh you know you tend to see a bit of a yeah a bit of a slower approach uh, yeah. for instance uh, if you look at like defy uh, paypal adopted litecoin but what paypal does is it accepts the litecoin but then immediately sells it and that's kind of how it uh, makes use it, it just kind of transfers it into fiat instantly and okay. that's what it bases itself off How do you see the more uh, established, old school, kind of traditional fashion brands embrace uh, the crypto space and NFTs in general?
2: Well, they've sort of been um, dipping their toes in, I guess. Um, So like the $12 Gucci shoes is probably a very good Mm -hmm. example of that. Yeah. They're sort of, tr- they're trying to get into it. I don't think they want to go like all in straight away. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's, it's because fashion's quite an old industry when you think about it. It's been doing the same thing year in, year out, season after season. And I think, you know, especially even talking to colleagues at work and we sort of explain, you know, what we're doing is a bit of a, like a side hustle. They're like, well, you know, what? Like, oh, you do hoodies. It's like, no, but there's this whole extra layer. And I think the communication of it all is the most important thing for traditional fashion to adopt it. And I think, you know, whether that's through getting really good facts on the ground, whether that's having, you know, your information right, you know, using the terms correctly, um, I think that's going to be the way they'll have to do it because to make use of the great technology that's out there and the great processes, um, which we've been able to do on a very small scale, on a large scale, it's so much harder when your audience is so, indire- you know, able to go and get a hoodie from the shop, it's not quite the same process and thinking behind it all, yeah
2: yeah and i think right now we're going for a very specific audience i guess then we'll sort of branch out where the traditional fashion fashion brands can sort of just get everyone in one go yeah Mm -hmm.
0: nice
3: and overall like where do you feel the direction of nft fashion is going in and like nfos in general and what kind of applications are you seeing right now that people are applying to garments
1: well, look, I'll we, we sort of when we were first exploring the space, um, crypto fashion week had sort of was starting to get a bit of a role, and that's been a really influential part of sort of spearheading that um, NFT fashion space. We've seen a lot of brands start coming up. Um, we're quite active on Instagram, so we see you know, a lot of suggestions. These new brands coming up with some really interesting designs. NFT fashion, I think, will become a good entry point for emerging designers where you can trial your work and also make money off it but distribute it to a global audience without the need to physically have a collection if that makes sense so i think it'll be a really creative space there's no bounds in terms of nfts what you can produce like we've been seeing some amazing artists and some amazing works Um, come out. And yeah, I think it'll be a very creative space, quite volatile in terms of what it it looks like economically, you know, with with all that kind of stuff. But I think it will be a creatively very stable, very interesting space. I think, Rob, you have similar but different opinion as well?
2: Yeah, well, I I think the NFT space as a whole is probably four years behind the whole crypto space itself in terms of sort of adoption and people sort of understanding it. but in terms of NFT fashion, I think most most of them are just going to be purely digital. We're sort of one of the rare ones that will do both. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yeah, and I think a lot of the other ones, they're only one-offs and we're more of a production. A yeah,
1: sort yeah. Of, yeah, I guess because uh, NFT fashion will be quite different from traditional fashion, whereas we're trying to bridge that gap between the two, which is very hard in such different spaces. But we hope it becomes something which yeah a lot of people can do because it just makes clothing so much more interesting and so much more yeah sort of digitally aware (laughs) i guess um yeah if you can call it that yeah
0: yeah well that's really interesting so we just talked about a bit of the future of nft fashion let's talk a bit more about right now you guys just really or you released your drop one the crypto camo Uh, i was wondering what inspired the camo print what what was the story behind it
1: well, it's a little bit of two things. First thing you um, said, you wanted camo. But yeah. um, you were like, you know, it's very much, this is a streetwear thing. If you look at what um, Virgil Abloh, off-white, mm. you know, he, Louis Vuitton, creative director of men's, um, he's very much into that and it's become quite a staple in the streetwear space, which we like. But also in the crypto space, um, we're looking at the idea of the skies and sort of, you know, very much the internet world and this and sort the of whole metaverse is you can be anonymous if you want but you can stand out and so camo became this metaphor for us for what we are also as a brand in sort of existing in two spaces um and putting our qr codes in which is a lot of that sort of technology that's used to link the two worlds we distorted them and morphed them into these camo prints so you can sort of have a look when you look at the garments you can dissect them and be like oh that's a qr code it's disguised or so multiple layers of disguise and sort of hiding but showing and yeah very cool
2: um, also, to add on that, like um, because the blockchain's public, everyone can see all transactions. Um, so I sort of thought, like, the camo you're hiding, but because of the sort of pastel colors, <laughs> everyone can see <laughs> you. Yeah, right, so it's, it's quite interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was sort of, yeah, very much just a rolling metaphor for us. And for our future drops, we look at reworking that original camo into different forms and showing it's almost like as NFT and NFT fashions are evolving, so is our. You know a metaphor output yes
0: nice well it's super cool to hear should we be on the lookout for uh, any new drops soon
1: <laughs> oh we would be to give something away but um no we've got another one in the works at the moment which we're probably about 50 percent of the way through in terms of the realization of it and we're involving a lot more technology in this one so you know it's becoming very much this whole world that we're creating so Definitely stay tuned and have a look at it when it does drop. There will be little sneak peeks along the way, won't there?
2: Yeah, this one is going to be very interesting. There's
1: going to be some very
2: very new, very interesting concepts in it. So it's very exciting. So
1: stay tuned. Oh, nice.
3: Spicy. Not not giving too much away, some suspense. But, you know, for. (laughs) <laughs> for people to check out them, maybe you wanna tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and online so they can look out for these clues and uh, you know, when things come out. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so all our socials are just moi NFO and our website's just mynfo.com. Mm-hmm. And we're probably more active on Instagram, yeah. but we're on Twitter.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so go check us out and shoot us a DM if you have any questions too
3: nice and do you guys have any last messages for the listeners
1: i guess just if you like i guess for us um in terms of if you see an opportunity if you see an idea you want to chase just chase it i know that sounds very cliche but yeah for us that's been the most rewarding part of it is getting a an idea from idea to product to solution you know that kind of stuff so this space is so creative and you just go for it just 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 do it yeah <laughs> well, that's great i'd
0: love to see that
3: no, that's a nice sentiment. I think it's a good, good, good way to end the end the episode. So I want to thank you both for coming on again. <laughs> you know, yeah. to talk to, talk to <laughs> us. You know, and uh, talk to us about your your brand and what y'all are doing. So I want to wish you guys a nice day, and wish all our listeners a nice day. And we look forward to seeing more from you both in the future. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks. Take it easy.